moving the education needle for greater good education is a critical lever to boost the nation's economic growth now is the time to study the investment areas and outline a framework for both public and private investments in specific areas to drive transformation in the education sector authors sanjeev krishan and ashok verma sustainable development goal sdg 4 aims not only to ensure inclusive education for all but also to promote quality education and lifelong learning opportunities for all today as a resilient india shifts gears with the aim of becoming a usd 5 trillion dollar economy the realization of this sdg is of prime importance india's transformation and growth has a direct correlation with the knowledge skills and talent of its 1.4 billion citizens that in turn is dependent on public and private investments made in the spheres of education healthcare and relevant skill building given that the union budget will be presented in a few months it is time now to examine why public investment in education is as imperative as earmarking specific investment areas that have provisions for supplementary private investments the human capital theory which posits that human beings can increase their productivity through higher education and skills training has driven public and private investments in education and skilling for more than 6 decades and it continues to remain relevant The World Bank report on returns to investment in education, a decennial review of the global literature, concludes that the private average global rate of return for one additional year of schooling is about 9% a year. Further, the cost of investing in education and benefits to society remain above 10% at the secondary and higher education levels. The private return on investment in higher education is much higher at around 15% over the last 6 decades. public investment in education allocation and objectives in india public investment including central and state budgets in education has historically been in the range of 3 to 4% of the gdp in the last decade the national education policy nep outlines an ambition to increase public investments in education to 6% of the gdp at the earliest for the first time the central government's annual allocation for education has crossed inr 1 lakh crore for free 2022-23 this has to be nearly doubled over the next 2 years to achieve the public investment target by 2030 it took more than 6 decades after independence to achieve universal enrollment in schools with a legislative push through the right to education rte act 2009 today Prioritizing investments in each of the education subsystems is a compulsion, not a choice to make up, to some extent for the lost time. The challenges in secondary, vocational and higher education need to be addressed simultaneously while addressing the inherent challenges in early childhood care and education, aka, and quality of education in schools. Aka different playing and learning environments equipped with requisite teaching tools, demarcated areas for different activities, Facilities for arts and crafts are prerequisites for preschools and pre-primary classrooms. This is because the period from birth to 6 years is considered critical by experts for early brain development of children, and EK plays a critical role in this. Trained teachers cognizant of developmental aspects of children are needed to provide equal opportunities to every child. If one were to consider an estimate of INR 3 lakh per Anganwadi center (AWC), the total cost for upgrading all AWCs around INR 14 lakh would amount to INR 0.42 lakh crore nearly half of the current annual education allocation the average allocation required every year for upgrading the AWCs and for achieving ek universalization by 2030 would be INR 6000 crore 
Given the amount needed for upgrade and also the expertise to manage the infrastructure, private sector players active in AK, in partnership with the government, could play a critical role in bridging this infrastructure and human resources gap and boosting the social and economic growth of women and children. Primary, secondary and higher secondary education After achieving the universal enrollment target at the primary level, the secondary school system has attracted greater attention from policy makers and educationists. Access to secondary school, learning and teaching infrastructure, quality of education, teacher training and learning outcomes are critical challenges currently being addressed. STEAM, i.e. science, technology, engineering, arts and mathematics, is emerging as the new paradigm globally for transforming the school education system to make children future fit. The school education ecosystem would need significant investments to address these challenges. The Unified District Information System for Education Plus, UDISE Plus, report for free 2020-21 prepared by the Ministry of Education reveals that nearly 75% of schools lack internet facilities and around 60% lack computers. As per UNESCO's 2021 State of the Education Report for India, no teacher, no class, India has nearly 120,000 schools with only one teacher each and 89% of these single teacher schools are in rural areas. Nearly 1.2 million additional teachers are needed to plug the current shortfall. Besides, many of these schools lack other basic infrastructure facilities such as electricity, drinking water and libraries. At a conservative estimate of an average INR 10 lakh per school for upgrade, the one-time investment required for upgrading all 15 lakh schools would be INR 150,000 crore. Besides, infrastructure facilities such as libraries, electricity, drinking water and teaching aids, support needs to be provided to these schools to train the teachers and improve the quality of learning outcomes. Higher education The NEP envisages broad-based, multidisciplinary and holistic undergraduate education with different subject combinations, vocational education, a flexible curriculum with many entry and exit points and relevant certification. This compelling NEP vision could usher in a radical shift in the higher education landscape of the country to address an evolving global workforce transformation. The latest report of the All India Survey on Higher Education, AISHE, 2020 indicates that we have 1,043 universities, 42,343 colleges and 11,779 standalone institutions listed on the AISHE web portal. Further, the total enrollment in higher education has been estimated to be 38.5 million with 19.6 million boys and 18.9 million girls. To achieve the 50% gross enrollment ratio, good, target set in the NEP by 2035, the enrollment needs to grow to nearly 70 million assuming that the number of youths in the 18-23 to 23 age group remains constant. An annual investment of INR 25,000 crore would be needed as infrastructural cost to build 60 new universities and 3,000 colleges every year over the next 15 years to address the proposed increase in enrollment. Also, the total number of teachers, currently 15 lakh, will need to be increased to around 33 lakh for an ideal pupil-teacher ratio of 15. The NEP lays out an ambitious plan to transform the higher education system and make it multidisciplinary and holistic. This would bring in much-needed flexibility for the youth to opt for subjects of their choice rather than get slotted into current degree and post-graduation degree programs.
While the increase in the number of seats, colleges and universities is addressed, the use of digital technology could help overcome the challenges of physical infrastructure, availability of teachers and quality of education. Therefore, governments, both state and central, need to work on policy and regulatory changes to facilitate the use of digital technology in higher education. Professional higher education Professional education covers education to land a job that needs special training or skill, and includes streams such as engineering, management, medicine, dentistry and pharmacy. The 90s saw an exponential rise in the number of engineering colleges and this growth continued till the end of the decade. While the burgeoning supply of engineers in the last three decades has helped us to meet the global demand for information technology talent, the quality of engineers and their employability has become a critical challenge to address. The other professional education areas, especially medical education, are still to meet the growing demand. While we claim to have achieved a 1 is to 1000 doctor-patient population ratio, there is an equal distribution across our vast country with rural areas being unserved or underserved. Like engineering, the quality of education is also an area of concern in medical education. As per a study conducted by the All India Institute of Medical Science, AIMS, it costs INR 1.7 crore to produce a single MBBS doctor at AIIMS. Various studies and reports indicate the need for 6 lakh more doctors to address this shortfall. To help address the need for 6 lakh more doctors and serve rural areas that are largely underserved or unserved, INR 10 lakh crore would need to be earmarked. The professional education institutions would also have to embed digital technology and adopt a blended learning approach to address the quality and access aspects currently faced by them. One of the critical aspects to ponder upon and plan in the professional education landscape is quality of education and ensuring relevance of graduates, postgraduates for the job market. The advent of digital technology is transforming experiential learning and is capable of addressing the dearth of competent, qualified faculty faced by the professional education segment. Vocational education and skills India with its young demography aspires to become the skill capital of the world. It can realize its demographic dividend through a workforce trained in industry-led and future-ready courses. According to the Ministry of Skill Development and Entrepreneurship, MSDE, Annual Report 2021-22, there are 1,484 training centres under the Pradhan Mantri Kaushal Vikas Yojana, PMKVY, including Pradhan Mantri Kaushal Kendra, PMKK, 309 Jan Shikshan Sansthan, JSS, and 14,716 Government Industrial Training Institutes, it is, that are providing skills training to the youth to equip them for various job profiles. There are also around 10,000 All India Council for Technical Education approved polytechnics offering three-year diploma courses. At present, under the PMKVY, JSS and ITIS, a total of about 22.4 million candidates have been enrolled through the network of skill development training centres across the country to fulfil skilled manpower requirements. Under Samagra Siksha, 14,435 schools have been given the go-ahead for implementing vocational education in schools until 2021-22. The recent skilling and training initiatives have largely focused on entry and mid-level job roles in sectors where the skilling investment required has been low and the training duration has been less than a year in most cases. One of the disadvantages of this approach has been an excess supply of trained youth in certain sectors and job roles leading to the lack of skill premium in wages as the entry-level labour market is still transitioning from an informal to formal ecosystem. 
Various labor market research studies indicate that approximately 12 million enter the labor market annually. There has been a deep in this number due to lower female workforce participation in the last couple of years especially after the COVID-19 pandemic. Most of these new entrants into the labor market are not formally trained for the jobs they take up. At a conservative estimate, a 30-day training for new entrants requires an incremental cost of INR 10,000 per trainee. Therefore the annual training cost for new entrants itself would require INR 12,000 crore annually. A shift to the higher national skills qualifications framework level job roles would demand significant one-time investment in training infrastructure, training cost, consumables and training aids, and development of training faculties along with longer duration courses. Another aspect which needs focus is continuous upskilling to stay relevant in an industry 4.0-led economy for the current workforce which is currently more than INR 40 crore. A 30-day training for new entrants requires an incremental cost of INR 10,000 per trainee, while the annual training cost for new entrants itself would require INR 12,000 crore annually. Also, diversification of skilling and training needs to be factored in for more advanced job roles and significant skill premium for trained youth. Private investments in education, adopt a school approach. Private investment in education funded by the fees paid by private citizens is a significant part of the overall investment in education. Rise in incomes and realization of the importance of education have led Indian families to spend a significant portion of their income on the education of their children. The limited number of seats in reputed and recognized HEIs and professional education colleges has led to an additional spend on tests and entrance preparation as after school learning over and above the formal academic fee. Apart from citizens, another source of private investment in education has been from the non-governmental organizations, NGOs, often supported by corporates through their CSR funds. As per CSR data from Ministry of Corporate Affairs, Corporates have spent INR 7024 crore in free 21 on education and vocational education including INR 202 crore on special education for the differently able through their CSR spends. School education, a thriving private school ecosystem covering 50% of enrollments at the school level with less than 50% of the number of government schools indicates that despite the not-for-profit tag, private investment has flowed into this sector. The private unaided schools account for a major proportion of the schools being accessed by large lower middle class and middle class families to admit their wards into aspirational English medium schools. The quality of education in such schools has been found wanting and needs monitoring to address the falling learning outcome levels across the schooling system. The large established private players both in the AK and school system could play a critical role in bridging this quality and access gap by investing in building and equipping classrooms and play areas for pre-primary schools in partnership with government schools. They could also partner with governments to train and equip teachers with adequate skills to impart age-appropriate education to the children. Additionally, private sector expertise and investments could transform the much-needed STEAM focus in school education while governments could unveil policies and incentives to encourage these engagements through initiatives such as the adopt-a-school approach. Vocational education and skills. The unregulated vocational education and training subsector has a prolific presence of private providers be it in industrial training institutes, polytechnics, skill development centers or standalone skilling institutions. The increasing propensity of parents to spend on job-oriented courses has led to growing private investment in this space. However, 
These investments are concentrated around specific sectors and job profiles that require low to medium investments. Highlight Financing schemes for students to access more expensive courses and specific incentives to build training infrastructure requiring substantial investments from governments could boost private investment in the vocational education and training spaces. Higher education and professional education. The private sector is also making significant investments to establish new universities and institutes of eminence. The huge need for investments in the latest technology and applied research calls for the private sector to play an active role alongside higher education academia to create an environment for innovation and research. The private sector has started playing this role with eminent institutions such as the Indian Institutes of Technology, IITs. However, private higher education has become increasingly unaffordable for a large section of society and is taking away opportunities from students who cannot access or pay for them. Highlight, the private sector could play a significant role in making higher education more holistic, job-oriented and aligned with the growing needs of the market and society at large. For the highest returns, box item, public investments in education even at 6% of the GDP would take it to INR 200,000 crores in a phased manner over the next few years. This would be grossly inadequate to meet the investments required in every subsector of education. The government could therefore consider altering policies and regulations, especially the ones linked to the not-for-profit tag applicable to the K-12 sector, to attract private sector investments and expertise to the large network of public schools, without diluting the access and equity elements enshrined in the constitution and RTE. Similarly, enabling provisions such as amendment in common norms used to decide the fee and duration of the vocational courses could attract more investments into job roles in sectors that currently do not draw any private investments. Therefore, governments could identify specific areas within education in which they can encourage higher investments to complement and supplement public investments. Further, Specific policy and regulation level changes could be made to attract private investment and expertise to transform the education ecosystem at pace and scale. After all, investment in knowledge often pays the best and highest returns. Sanjeev Krishan is chairman, PwC in India and Ashok Verma is partner and social sector advisory practice leader.